Eat Yourself Better podcast is brought to you by BeFit Food, where food is the first medicine. You're with Dr. Ben, RPPFM, making health matter on the Mornington Peninsula, 98.7. Now, like I said, I hope you've got your teenage son ready, or whoever's a big protein consumer in your house, because we're going to have a big chat about protein. In fact, we're going to give you the full lowdown on protein, and we've got Kate Save from BeFit Foods joining us. Kate, welcome. Thanks for having me, Ben. I love this topic. Protein is obviously essential for everyone, so... It is. Great topic. Yeah, awesome. So tell us, what's the deal with protein? There seems to be a lot of confusion around the macronutrients, carbohydrates, fat, protein, the, the role they play, how much of them we need. Help us understand protein and where it fits in uh, and, and where, where can we get it from? What are the sources we need to, to find this protein? thing about protein as a macronutrient, which means something that provides us with energy, it has a much bigger role than the calories or the kilojoules or the energy it puts in our diet. It's actually a nutrient that we need to grow to repair cells and just to function properly as human beings. So without enough protein, we don't function properly. There's 20 amino acids that um, are found in protein foods and nine of these are actually essential, which means we can't make them. So if we don't consume those nine essential amino acids, our body can't actually function properly. So they're absolutely essential. And, you know, the protein goes into our hair, our nails, our bones, our muscles. It's in all the organs of our body. And even more importantly right now, our immune system is completely made up of all of these amino acids that help us to create these spicer cells and antibodies that break down germs and fight infection and protein itself can be used as an energy source. However, that's only if there's no carbs on board, there's not enough fat available, so protein shouldn't be seen as energy, it should be seen as a a repair nutrient, I guess. Mm. I remember someone telling me ages ago that there's these things called essential fatty acids, i.e. they're essential, essential amino acids i.e. they're essential, but there's no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. That's exactly right. So carbohydrates are fuel for the body. However, the best part or the the essential part about the carbohydrates is when we're considering, say, a plant-based food, like let's call it broccoli or celery, whatever it is, whatever we pick as a green vegetable, right? That's not made up of fat. It's not made up of protein. It's got predominantly water, but the, the predominant macronutrient is actually carbohydrates. So those low-carbohydrate plant-based foods, the essential part of them is the dietary fibre that they bring that then goes to a gut that feeds that gut microbiome or all of those um, little healthy bacteria in our bodies that then actually talk to our brain and help us repair the bowel and all those sorts of things. So... Carbohydrates, high-carb foods that we eat, breads, rice, pastas, they're not essential for the body. We can use them as energy, um, particularly if we're playing sports and those sorts of things, but we tend to overestimate 
how active we are and how much energy we actually need. So we tend to overestimate the carbohydrate. And perhaps some of us actually underestimate how much protein we need because it plays a completely different role. It's not energy for us. It's, it's that growth, repair, immunity, um, all those sorts of things. It can help with our muscle mass, um, our bone strength, skin, hair, nails. Mm, essential. There's lots of different places we can get protein, and for me, uh, you know, my probably go-to source on a regular basis would be an animal protein. But of course, we can get protein from vegetables. How do how do people that are vegetable-based, that is, whether they're vegan or vegetarian, uh, plant-based, how do they go with keeping their protein up? Look, that's a really interesting question because when we think of protein-based foods, like the key protein-based foods are your meat, chicken, fish, eggs, dairy, uh, and then you've got your plant proteins like your tofus and tempehs and protein powders and small amounts of proteins in other plant-based products, but not necessarily as high as what you find in animal-based products. So your legumes, your nuts and seeds, they'll all have protein, but the difference is some of the plant-based foods don't have complete proteins, which mean they're not containing all of those essential amino acids. So they contain some amino acids, but not all of the ones we need. So you can be vegetarian or vegan and get all of the amino acids, but it's about food combining at that point. And the difference is when you're eating any animal-based product, those proteins are already complete. They already have all of the essential amino acids in the one food, Whereas when you're eating a plant-based food, a plant-based diet, you need to be very careful about your selection of foods and getting the right balance of different types of plant-based foods. Whether that's having, uh, say, a piece of whole grain toast with some baked beans, or you know, mixed beans, or peanut butter, or tempeh, or something um, tahini spread on it, because some foods will lack that essential amino acid and other foods will lack a different essential amino acid and it's about combining those two foods to make up a complete protein and as complicated as it sounds, the best way to overcome that is variety and if you can eat at least 30 different foods a week and start, you know, keeping a food record for two to three days, count up how many different foods you actually eat, what we find is the majority of Australians eat somewhere around the 15 to 18 different foods a week. They never reach 30 plus. So the first thing you can do is get different foods into your diet every day, even if it's small amounts, and that's a good start to getting um, a better balance with your protein as well. That's super interesting. 30 different foods a week is what we should be shooting for, but most Australians are 15 to 18 or so different foods Mm. a week. It doesn't sound like a lot. sounds like people are eating pretty much the similar food every day. Well, they do. You know, they might have the same breakfast every day. They're either having, whether it's porridge or cereal, or maybe they're having eggs on toast or a smoothie, and they repeat that. So there's, you know, there's one type of thing that they're having, and then at lunch, they may have a very similar lunch. So every day might be a, I don't know, a chicken salad, tuna salad, or it might be a, a wrap or something like that. And then dinners may vary, but if you ask people for the top 10 meals that they cook at home, I guarantee they run out of the things that they cook at home once they get to about six or seven. They can't think of whatever else they cook. And that's generally because we eat the same things and cook the same things. Mm. How much protein's enough? <clears throat> so I, I run this show between 11 and 2, so I tend to have 
late breakfast. Well, I don't normally have breakfast, but really it's an early lunch. So at about 10 o'clock today, I sat down to two pieces of lamb chops uh, and a couple of uh, beef rissoles. Uh, that was that was kind of my lunch, which is obviously pretty much pure protein and fat. Uh, how much is enough? Is, that, is, that, really is that enough? How many grams do I need? That's a lot of protein you've just consumed in that meal. And our body actually only breaks down about 20 to 30 grams every two to three hours. We actually, some of that protein in the food you had will now be used as energy because it says too much in one serving just all the, the repair and growth that needs to happen in your body. So the majority of people only really need one gram per kilo of their lean body mass. So an example of that would be uh, for easy numbers. Let's say we had a 100 kilo person and they were had a 40% body fat, then we're only feeding the 60 kilos of lean muscle mass one gram of protein. So they need 60 grams of protein per day then if they're not doing excessive training and all those sorts of things. And if that's the case, 20 grams of protein three times a day is, is as simple as having a tub of like a high-protein yogurt, like Chobani yogurt, that's a really natural sort of yogurt, with a couple of tablespoons of a granola that has nuts and seeds in it. Then at, you know, lunch, it's as simple, even one tin of tuna is about 18 grams of protein. So you don't, you're nearly at the 20 before you've even put anything else into that meal. And then in, in the evening, well, 100 grams of meat, which is very little. It's really one decent-sized rissole or one pork chop or depending on the size. Yeah, actually, a pork chop would be any size, let's face it. So we don't need as much protein as we think per thing, but we do need a focus of having protein at every single meal and ideally at snacks because it helps with satiety as well, which is that fullness and that satisfaction from meals. And the timing of it is really important around physical activity so you can repair your body or prep your body for building if you're doing um, trying to gain muscle mass or trying to recover after doing you know, a four-hour bike ride or a run or whatever that might be. So the timing of protein is important, the amount of protein is important, and depending on the individual, too much protein um, generally is not harmful unless it's really excessive. It'll just get used as an energy source. However, not enough protein it is definitely harmful, but we probably don't need half a chicken. You know, we, we actually only need a handful of chicken to give us enough protein for a meal for three hours. Mm. That's, well, that's one of the reasons that I do have that high protein, well, ex- almost exclusively high protein and a little bit of fat uh, prior to the show, because I do find it quite satisfying and I'm, I'm pretty much not hungry for the rest of the day. Good on you. And and that's, you know, every single individual has different DNA, different lifestyle habits, different exercise. And I know because I've seen you that you're very tall and you're very active and you do have a high lean body mass. So that protein for you with your lifestyle plus keeping you satisfied so you're not thinking about food while you're on the radio is perfectly good for you. And I know you've got more of a keto style diet, you know, having that fat and protein is your energy because you're not having it with a bowl of chips or a big bread roll. So you're not using carbohydrate as energy. So in that case, you're using the fat and the protein as energy as well as for repair and growth. Mm, I love that you called me lean and muscular. 
Kate, thank you. <laughs> or muscular well, you, you take care of your health, and that's really, really important. And, you know, different individuals have different priorities, and we have different needs. Yeah. Yep. Tell me about a bit of a, a promo to you coming on. I talked about uh, and recommended that people maybe get their teenage sons to listen in and tune into this segment because I have a son at home, the great man, Logan, and he, he has bought into, as do many of us, and I know I have in the past too, uh, dropping down to the supplement uh, store, the muscle building supplement store and buying, buying one of those huge bucket loads of protein powder are they required if we want to build muscle? Look, the protein powder is over and above what you put in food, right? So if you can get your diet right, then there's probably not a lot of use for supplements. However, if you're time poor or you're training a lot, and the place where I see protein powder being useful is when people are going straight from work or straight from school to the gym and you physically can't take up you know, your chicken in your bag or your smoothie or uh, whatever, you know, it's inconvenient to have a knife and fork with you and eat a meal or whatever, then your protein shape there is perfectly, you know, that's well justified. And maybe if you are training quite a bit, so you're supposed to actually eat within 30 minutes of finishing a workout because that helps with recovery and particularly for muscle building. So it's quite difficult to finish training, get home and have eaten within 30 minutes without having something like a a protein shake or a protein bar. And look, if you're organised, you could have a meal prep and have a meal, but that's not necessary. You know, it's not necessarily reality for the majority of people. On the flip side of that, you don't need to be spending hundreds of dollars on supplements because if you plan your meal, you'll get everything you need from real food. It, it is simple. Uh, the place for supplements is over and above having a good diet. Mm. So how do we... I mean, you you painted a really simple picture there, uh, some good healthy yogurt and some granola and, you know, tin of tuna for lunch. How does the average punter listening into this, how do they, if they were, let's say, 80 kilos and they were at 20% body fat, yep. 60 kilos of lean uh, mass, therefore yep. they need 60 grams, how do they, how do they get that right moving forward? Is it that they, for a few days they need to just... Uh, you know, maybe jump on something like My Fitness Pal, the app that allows yeah. you to track your your macronutrient intake and just kind of get a feel for where they're at. What yeah, would you recommend? Knowledge is power. I would absolutely recommend that. So you could literally Google list of high protein foods or list of protein foods and print off a PDF that has you know twenty grams of protein and you know that you need three of those a day, or ten grams of protein. You know you need. 10 of those a day and you know if someone's training they might need 1.5 grams of protein per kilo so then that person might need instead of 50 grams 90 grams of protein per day so then they might be going well if two eggs is only 10 grams of protein that's a lot of eggs so then you need to look at other sources of protein as well to make sure that you're not just having this one food diet or getting sick of food because you're eating tuna every day or you know, we're, we're trying to get variety too. So um, using a, a My Fitness Pal or My Diet Diary or any of those apps is really good because you can see what what is in what you're currently having. And then when you have a list of other protein foods, you can then just top up and go, I only need an extra 15 grams a day. I can easily get that from a, a tub of Chobani yogurt or whatever it might be. Mm. 
Mm. Well, great, great message today. I, I love that we're, I feel like we've sort of been unpacking the macronutrients over the last few weeks. We've talked about fats and we've talked about sugars and carbohydrates and today we've been talking about protein. I think we're really putting together a good picture for our listeners of where each of these macronutrients fit. Kate, just great again having you on the show. Super appreciate it. Have an amazing rest of the day. You too, and thank you for having me. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. I, I, I know you've been listening. Have you loved the love songs that we've been playing today? Uh, we've got a bit of a theme. It's called Hookups, Hangouts and Breakups. It's my wife uh, and I, obviously. Um, yes. Our 29th wedding anniversary. We've been oh. hanging out for 35 years. Uh, and there's been a bit of hookups, hangouts and breakups going on in my world in the last few weeks. So I thought that we'd make that theme. Are you loving the music? Loving it. Thank you very much, Ben. You're making my day. Good stuff. <laughs> Kate, thanks. We'll see you soon. Bye. Cheers. Eat Yourself Better podcast is brought to you by Be Fit Food, where food is the first medicine.